Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. I am JT. What's up? I'm Joey. We are talking about the three biggest mistakes that hurt your mobility for BJJ. Mm. Now, a lot of people do these inadvertently. They don't even know they're doing them and it's holding their jiu-jitsu back because they can't move well. You know, they might be doing their jiu-jitsu and they think, oh man, I'm, I'm trying really hard, but I'm still stiff as a brick. And these three things are what is holding you back. So, I mean, folks are stretching out there, doing <laughs> shit. They're trying to do the things that they think you're going to fix it. But if they're also doing these three things, then potentially they're just kind of pissing in the wind. Yeah, they're just they're wasting. They're throwing good energy after bad. Because that's the thing, guys. Think about your job. What do you do for a job? Whether you are someone who's a knowledge worker or an office worker, you sit at a computer. Maybe you are a tradesperson but you sit in the car because you've got to drive the truck or drive to jobs, drive your ute. For some people out there, it's one of those things that they have to sit in meetings. They're not someone who's a tech person, but they've got to sit in meetings a lot. That's a problem. Sitting is absolutely number one to be wrecking your mobility for BJJ. Sitting's fucked. I do so much of it these days. Yeah. You know, and it's it's such a part of our modern life. Mm. Like you said, no profession is really immune from it. No. Unless you, you know, there are some out there. Sure. But most of us, at least in the in the modern world, sit all the time. Yeah, whether it's the car or the office, we sit. Yeah. On the toilet, we sit. We do, unless you've you got a squatty potty like well, Joey. A squatty potty. Oh, that's the way. Yeah, it's it's this thing we've we've. Well, we should have added that number four. Oh, squatty potty, squatty potty. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing, guys, let's understand exactly why when you do jiu-jitsu regardless of whether or not you like to play guard you're going to spend some time on the bottom and when you do that to be defensive you've got to pull your knees into your chest activate your hip flexors you know your spine is probably flexed rounded and also generally your posture for jiu-jitsu is a forward posture but it's under load one of the biggest problems with like when we flip that and go okay what are you going to spend six to eight hours a day doing sitting your body is just trying to get efficient at the thing you're doing. So it's not that like, oh, you're under massive load. No, your body's like, okay, we have to form this shape. How do we get good here? It's kind of the same shape, isn't it? It's very similar. and jiu-jitsu, both hips flexed, back rounded. And so, you know. You're on it right now. Yeah. Look at us. God. Setting the example. Um, (laughs) But that's the thing. Stand-up desks, even though people give lip service to them, Almost no offices have stand-up desks unless you're like a high-level executive. And even then it's like hard to maintain a stand-up desk. I've played with it a bit. Even for myself working on the uh, computer, the laptop, doing a bit of work, it's actually hard to stand, keep a good posture and type. It's actually kind of hard. They've shown it doesn't matter what position you're in. If you're in one position all day. Extended period. You will resort to a a bad shape. Yeah, an efficient shape. Like. An efficient shape, that's right. Yeah. You know, which will cause damage. The big takeaway from what I understand is that you need to be changing shapes. Yes. So a little bit of sitting, a little bit of kneeling, lie on the ground, you know, do your thing there, stand up. Yep. Like if you can play around with that, that's ideal. Obviously not everyone can do that. Yes. The big piece for me with this as someone who sits all the time 
is to spend some amount of time each day undoing the damage. Correct. Opening up the spine, hanging, doing some hip flexor stretching. Open the hip flexors, open the shoulders. Yeah. This is next best thing in my opinion. That's right. So obviously you can't necessarily just completely change everything that's going on at your job, but you do have to factor in small things which are going to unfuck your body. Number two. Okay. We have... Running and riding. Oh, oh the God. cardio sports. Yeah. These are just bad for your mobility because we fucking hate running and riding. <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> it's not jujitsu stays. <laughs> no. And the thing is, you've got to think this, guys. You <laughs> we hate, they're actually good activities. Yeah. They have a benefit, but they cause damage. They do. So if we think when we see people coming to us with physical problems, they're like, oh, my body is sucking and my jujitsu is sucking because my body is sucking – Typically, we see very common things. We see tight Achilles, ankles don't work, so people can't squat. Poor hip mobility, so hip flexors are jacked, but glutes aren't working. Tight and sore lower backs for various reasons, and then bad shoulders, tight through the front. Can't open up the shoulder. Can't lift the shoulder up, can't externally rotate. Both running and riding reinforce all of these negative things. And if anything, you're doing it for reps. You're doing it for multiple reps. You're doing it hard because you're also striving for efficiency and you're just trying to get there. So look, you ride to work. Good for you. You save the environment a carbon ton, but you have now successfully damaged your hip flexors or tightened them and damaged your posture. Yeah, what do you want to fuck your body more or fuck the planet? More. You choose, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Catch the bus and stand up. No. But I, on that, I believe running when done well is a, an excellent physical activity. Yes. And it's nourishing for the body. It can be. Most of us can't do it very well. Yes. If you are a runner and you're diligent about it and you have great technique and someone's taught you and you great, awesome, you know, you run barefoot or barefoot shoes, okay, you know what's up. But we're talking to the other 99% of runners out there who are jogging, heel striking, heel striking, using poor body mechanics and reinforcing poor mechanics for thousands of repetitions every time they go for a run. This is not helping your mobility in the slightest way. You have to do a fair amount of repetitions to undo the bad work. You've got to do a lot of good reps to undo the bad reps, right? So if you think that you spend anywhere from two to five hours a week running or riding, that's a whole bunch of mobility you've got to chuck on top of your jiu-jitsu. So you're actually really making your job super hard. If there is a way that you can work around it, if you're simply doing it for fitness, I'm going to say right now, there's better ways for you to improve your cardiovascular endurance. Yeah, I agree. Side note to that, people using an air bike, something like, you know, the Airdyne, yeah. like that you see conditioning. I don't mind that because you're using it for sprints. Yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, that has a thing. But the idea of going out and riding for hours on end. Yeah. You know that Russian weightlifters were forbidden, Soviet weightlifters were forbidden from riding bikes. Yeah, right. Because they knew that it tightened up the hip flexors and the quads yep. and they couldn't get into good positions in their weightlifting. Exactly. And if you think about uh, what you need and we think about grappling and the elite grapplers spend their time grappling. Like if you really need to work specifically on your endurance, you should be doing it. And I generally encourage people to be playing a variety. So doing a bit of judo, doing a bit of wrestling – because shooting as a, a mechanic requires you to have flexible ankles and flexible hips and it's a fairly dynamic action. If you haven't done any wrestling, try and do a certain amount of sprawls, which is hip extension, and then shooting, which is like a bit of, flexion, bit of flexion into extension. When people are like, oh, I'm just trying to get fit, try and wrestle. Do a bit of wrestling and find out what that does for you because it will improve your mobility and it will get you fitter. 
Number three. Number three. Shoes. Shoes, man. God, man. So simple. Yeah. All you got to do is wear shoes and your mobility is going to be great. No. Incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) No shoes. So here at Jungle Brothers, we're like a barefoot gym. If people want to wear shoes, they can. Like if they're doing Olympic lifting, they might do that. I'm wearing my barefoot shoes. Good for you. I'm not. (laughs) But that's the thing. We also have a lot of people wearing, you know, their Vivos. So they've got that wide toe box, not an elevated heel. But there are plenty of people out there wearing big air bubbles, big foam, kicking out the back because people have been taught this is what athletic sporty people do. Yeah, like running shoes are still developed with a huge heel. Yes. So the the foot slopes down, the toe is low, but the heel is high. If you're in an office and you're wearing office shoes, if you are, you know, a woman and you're wearing like like fashionable women's shoes, you know, it's our culture of footwear is super archaic. Yes. And you don't have to look far to realise this. And yeah. I got my city shoes that I wear on a night out. Sure. But day to day, the things that you're wearing most of the time, try to not wear anything. And if you're someone that is stuck in an office, try to just take your shoes off more. Whether you do it in the office or you do it when you get home or you, you know, whatever. Weekends, I'm not wearing any shoes this weekend. The reason for this is that when the ankles become tight from wearing restrictive footwear and the foot becomes tight, you get poor mechanics going, uh, flowing upstream. So the ankle, the, t- the foot becomes dysfunctional, which means the ankle becomes bad. Knees don't work as well. Hips, back. The whole body is affected by you not having feet that can express themselves. Yeah. And look, don't get me wrong. I love me a six-inch stiletto for a Friday night. Hey, but I pulled it off at the JB Christmas party. I mean, you do what you got to do. But I know that I'm going to have to spend a lot of time rolling out the arches of my feet, stretching my bloody tight calves, and really doing a whole bunch of work, which is just to stay normal. I'm not making any progress. So what we're talking about here, guys, is we want to stop doing these bloody things because what you don't know is if you can't use your big toe properly, you can't use your quad properly and then your balance is no good. You're much more likely to fall over and this actually has way bigger carryover through your whole life because when you get older, if you can't keep balance and you fall, that's going to take you down a very dark path of surgeries and premature death. So if we rewind to now and you want to have good balance so you don't get swept, you want to have good functional feet so you can be powerful, whether you're passing guard or coming up out of guard to take someone down or whatever it is, you need to be able to use your toes and all the muscles of your leg. And that's why wearing shoes all the time, cramping your toes up is not helpful. Yeah. Even if you just want to be better at doing the shit that we post, like squatting and Cossacks and pistols, you know, you want to get better at moving. Yeah. That shit requires ankle mobility and you wearing shoes all the time is going to make that harder. It's going to limit that. When you go into the shops or you go to the beach, jump in the car, go to do, just walking the dogs, try going barefoot. Yes, the skin on your feet might hurt a little bit at first, but it will become tougher and, uh, and you'll benefit from it. And think this, jiu-jitsu is a barefoot sport. Training your body to be in shoes all day will not help your jiu-jitsu. That's right. All right, my friends, there it is. Three things you need to stop doing to improve your mobility. Guys, thank you. If you have a question for the show, go to our webpage, bulletproofforbjj.com, click podcast, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and we'll answer your question. So throw it across to us. Um, get on there and we'd love to feature you on the show. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.